Okay, we're learning Daflamites. We're starting from the Mishnah here. Zakta Mishnah, familiar rule. Stam Naziris Lamid Yom. A regular Naziris without specification how long he wants it to be, that's the last 30 days. Says the Mashakilachokushokulist, and what happens if a Nazar shaves his head, or even if it was against his will? Let's say he's captured, he has some bandits who uh, who shaved his head. And the Mishnah says now there's something that he loses. So he can forfeit up to 30 days. So let's try to understand a little bit what's going on. What's the Indian? So by Tumah, the Pasuk says that when the Nazareth becomes Tamei Meis, he, he loses his count. He goes back to day one. That's not the Indian here. Actually, the Gemara Ladable derives that's certainly not the Halacha when a Nazareth gets his hair cut, whether he does it willingly, unwillingly. It doesn't make a difference. He's certainly not losing his essential count. However, the issue is as follows. In order to get out of Naziris, what does the Nazareth have to do? He's got to shave. He's got to have a process of teklachas at the end of the, the end of the process when he brings the carbonos and he shaves. That's an important part. And if he can't shave, then he's not going to get out in his ears. Now, what's complicated is that you can't shave a little bit of hair and call that a significant shave. A significant shaving means that you're cutting hair, which is significant. Now, what's considered significant hair? So if hair has been growing for at least 30 days, that's considered a significant haircut. I don't know if you ever get it. You know, sometimes I, the way I think you say it is, you know, you go, even in our vernacular, we're not shaving our head fully like the way the Nazar is. But if you've got a haircut, you know, a month or two ago, you go to the barber, that, that's a haircut, right? That's a real haircut. When you got one a week or two ago, and you're just going to look, clean it up, what do they call it? You just get a little trim, right? Clean it up. That's not considered the shaving that the Pasuk is talking about. I know that's not a direct muscle. It's just the vernacular helps a little bit for the concept to go in. So the idea is that it has to be at least 30 days worth of hair that's on his head in order for the giluach, for the head shaving at the end to be considered a giluach. Therefore, on a practical level, he might forfeit up to 30 days. So let's say, you know, it's the end of the Naziris, getting close, and then, and then suddenly, suddenly he, he gets his hair shaved. He's going to have to wait 30 days. But he's not losing his count. It's not shot. He's going back to the count of day one. He just has to add on these days in order for him to shave. Let's say, for example, this is way, way it's very different from Tumah. Let's say it's a 60-day term of Naziris. And on day uh, 30, in the middle of the Naziris, he, he shaves his head. There you go. He doesn't have to do anything. He just grows his hair for the for the second half of the second of the second half of his nazirus, the second thirty days, and then he shaves. Very good. It doesn't make a difference. In other words, it's not sure you're going back to day one. It's not like Tomo, where it ruins the count of the term. The sure is you have to shave. You have to shave on a thirty days worth of growth. Now another halacha though, and I'm kind of like prefacing a point that we'll see in the Gemara, is that you don't always have to shave a thirty days growth. You have to shave on a significant amount. So the hair which was on the nazir's head. At the time when he was Makabo Naziris, is considered consecrated. It's like becoming Kadush. Kadush Yegalopara, like whatever hair is on his head is becoming holy. It's becoming Nazir hair. So that's another way, that's another scenario. If there would be at least a seven day growth of hair that was on him at the time he became a Nazir, which you could theoretically shave later at the time of the end of the, of, of, of the Naziris, that would be fine as well. And we'll see this second point in the Gemara. It's hard to fully grasp it until we see it. So I'll compare him, that's the din that a person could theoretically forfeit up to 30 days for the hair. Nazar shaves, whether it's a scissors or a razor, which is to say, even if you pick the hair out with his hands, koshu, and even whether it's just a single hair, chayv, he's still chayv. In other words, the malchus is not only for a razor, it's not only for the regular way of plucking the hair, it's not only for a specific amount of hair, even a koshu. However, you take it out, you are chayv, the lashes for removing the hair. So, I'll talk to one of the most fascinating questions in Ganshas. How does hair grow? Does hair grow from the bottom or from the top? You know, this we want to understand is that a person has a hair which comes out of his head. So you have a root and you have a tip, right? That's the way the strand of the hair. What does it mean when hair extends? Does that mean new hair is coming out from the base and pushes whatever hair was there further out? Or does it mean from the opposite? That the hair that was closer 
to the tip is actually coming more from the tip uh, instead of from the root. That's the big question. Where is the new growth coming from? From the bottom or from the top? Something by the mind of community, you're going to wonder who in the world cares. The Nazir, you who listen, will make a difference if the Nazir had his hair cut, let's say, by the band. But they left, they didn't, they didn't totally remove the hair. They left on him hair that was long enough to have at least a seven-day growth, which is long enough to bend its tip down to the root, meaning it's able to bend a little bit. It's not totally shaved. It's short, but there's enough that the tip can be bent over and touch the root. That's significant, considered a significant, that's at least a seven-day growth. So now, why does that matter? So the shy is like this. Yeah, does he have to make up any more days for his hair growth? Again, you have to make a significant shaving at the end. There's two ways for it to be significant. Either it was grown for 30 days, or this was at least the hair that was on him when he became a Nazir. There was a seven-day growth that was on him when he was Makabal in his ears, and I'm cutting that away at the end. So, so yeah, I'm going to Rabbi, if you say it grows from the bottom, Nazir is So the hair that, 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 that he was Maktish at the time of the Naziris has been removed. If new hair comes in from the bottom, and now, and now it's grown out longer and the bandits are shaving. So the bandits are shaving away the hair that was on in Bishasta Kabbalah's Naziris. The hair that had become consecrated at that time, that was pushed away by the new hair that came out from the bottom. So when they cut away, when they, even though they didn't shave completely all of his hair, but they, they cut it, they trim it down. So what they trimmed down was the holy hair. And the new hair, um, they, 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 that, that's what they have left. So therefore, he's going to have to wait for more, even more growth and make sure that he has a 30-day grade of growth. If you say it grows from the top, so they if they didn't totally remove it and they left seven day amount of seven day growth remaining on his head, my doctor shall come. Whatever was on his head at the time he consecrated himself to be a Nazir still remains. So in other words, what the Gemara is suggesting, this is a very important point, is that if there's a seven day growth of hair that was on his head at the time he accepted the Naziris, if that hair will remain at the end, even if there's a lot of new hair which grew afterwards and which was removed, but as long as that seven-day growth, which was on Meshachavah's Naziris, still remains at the time, and he can cut that off, that would be a significant shaving. You can't get confused. Well, what do you mean? You're not cutting the 30-day growth. There's two ways that the shaving can be significant. It can either be significant because you're cutting the 30-day growth, or it can be significant because you're cutting away the seven-day growth, which became consecrated at the time of his Kabbalah's Naziris. If you can find out a way to cut that away, at the end of the Naziris, that will also be a chash of a shaving. So that's Mamash what the Gemara is saying. If the bandits come and they trim him down and don't remove all the hair, they remove a seven day, they, they remove up until the point of a seven day growth. Is that now going to be good that the Nazir will just shave what remains and say that's good? So it depends. If new hair grows from the bottom. So what does that mean? That the new hair is on the bottom by the base. That's what they left him. And all the holy hair was cut off by them. So then he's not going to be able to shave. He's going to have to wait to have, make sure he has a 30 day growth on his hair. But if you say it grows from the tip, and rather what's ever left on the bottom here by the, by, by the bandits is actually the consecrated hair that he started with, Bajaska balls and zeros, so then he could cut that. That would be a significant shaving. So that's the practical difference if hair grows on the bottom or the top will be. If the bandits trim him, they leave that, that, that small amount left, will he just be able to shave? That will be good. So the Gemara says, let's try to figure out from all sorts of the observations the Gemara makes. Look at a live nit that goes into a person's hair. It stays at the base of his hair. If you think that hair grows from the bottom, shouldn't the nit stand at the tip of the hair? We're assuming that it's stuck on one point. It doesn't move the nit. So obviously the egg is being laid near the base. So the question is, if there's just more hair that's coming from the tip, that should never affect where the nit is. So if we say instead that the, nit, that the hair grows from the base, then we can understand it. You would expect that the nit would be rising as the new growth pushes it. So, and, and, and so what the Gemara is saying is that if we observe that it's always by the base, then that means it's not being pushed by the hair of the new growth. Why not? It must be that the new growth is not coming from the base. The new, base, the new hair is coming from the tip. 
Says the Gemara, it's not necessarily true. Lolo misachas rabbi could be new hair is coming from the bottom. Ah, you want to know why is, new, why is the knit not being pushed to the tip? Agav chiyusa, because it's strong, it has vitality in it, it's alive. Nachis falls it just always makes sure to climb back down to the base. So in other words, you're right, it is being pushed away, but it makes sure with its strength to go back down. So you don't have a proof in the fact that it remains down, that the new hair wasn't coming from the bottom, it was, but it came, the, the knit just made sure to go back down to its comfortable uh, climate. All right, says the Gemara, Tashma Inva Mesa Bereshit Vinsa. Let's look at a dead knit. When it, interestingly enough, a dead knit moves away from the base, and eventually you find it at the tip of the hair. So the Gemara says, What's Pshat? And then Isaac talks to me, El Rabbi, if you're going to tell me that it grows from the tip, then by the makeup, the dead knit should always stay at the base. In other words, the live knit, we just said, could move down, right? That's what we said. A dead knit is not movable, it's stuck in its place. So what's going on? If, it's, if we see that it goes closer to the tip, it must be that the new growth is pushing it. In other words, the Gemara is actually like working with its previous defense and now almost like bringing a proof to it. We just said that the live one is found at the base. But if we observe that a dead one is found on the tip, there's only one way to explain that. It must be really new hairs coming from the bottom. The live knit, as we said, pushes its way back down. The dead knit has no strength to put itself back down. And then very good. That's why it's found by the tip. It's found by the tip because the new hair, that's the point. The new hair must be pushing it out. So if, it was, if the new hair was coming from the tip, the dead, knit, the dead knit would stay at the base. And the fact that the dead knit is found at the tip, that is a proof the new hair is coming from the base. Says the Gemara, no, Hasam Nami, it's not a proof. It has no power. There's no power inside of a dead thing. Therefore, it slides down. Now, this is a little bit confusing, but the hair, actually, you would think like the tip is higher, but actually what happens is since hair is like bend, the tip is actually further down. In other words, gravity pulls something down. It's sliding down to the tip. I know that's a confusing point, but that's what the Gemara is assuming, that the tip has the power of gravity. So the Gemara is saying it's a dead knit, Taka, and the hair is coming from the new head, from the new hair is coming from the tip, not from the base. So there's nothing pushing it, but what it is is gravity is pulling it down. So it has no power to resist the gravity since it's dead, and therefore it gets pulled down towards the tip. So really, the new hair is coming from the tip, not from the base. It's not the power of the new hair pushing it out, but rather it's the force of gravity, which it doesn't have the power to resist, which is pulling it down. You got to figure out why dead things don't have the power to resist gravity. Figure out the science behind that. Just color the hair. Huh? Just color the hair and see if it. Oh, the Gemara. Very good. Very good. Why don't we bring a proof from the braid that the Kushim make? After it was braided, what happens? Where does it loosen first? It loosens by the bottom. So, this is a whole thing. You know, they would they shave most of the head and they leave a tight, um, uh, a one, one very tight braid. And the bottom there, and the point is that that is like you know a symbol that they're aligned with the Avodah But what happens is the braid starts to loosen at the base. So why is why is it loosening by the base before by the tip? What's going on? Must be what's going on is that new hair is coming from the base. No, that's not shot. Also, Nami doesn't prove anything. The loosening. What's happened is since it's wrapping here, so it's it, it the person is the part that the person lies on loosens up, meaning the pressure that he always has. Um, the lying on it by night, whatever it is, it ends up loosening it at the bottom. It's not shot the new hair is loosening it. It's just the, the pressure that puts the weight on it. Whenever he's lying down, that's what loosens it. Says the Gemara, Dan's proof, Tashma mi skarta. What happens with red paint? We're talking about they would, you know, mark the sheep with the paint. The rafi amram lasadas. So what happens is the wool loosens up on the bottom, but uh, it becomes strong at the tip. So here, basically what we're saying is that when you put paint on wool, it gets stiffer. So what happens is, but you observe, is that when the new wool comes in, the, the, the wool that's near the skin is softer. So what's happening? Obviously the new wool is coming from the base, not from the tip. 
So it's very interesting because Marshall can bring a proof from wool to hair, but we assume it's all the same. So after you paint it, and it gets stiffer. Now, 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 eventually, after a little bit of time, the bottom, what's closer to the skin by the base, is looser. So we clearly have a proof that that's where the new wool is coming from. But Tanya, furthermore, the price of it too. Um, and furthermore, Katsavi Savi didn't come when old men dye their beards. In other words, talking about your hair. You want to look young, right? You have white hair and you want to dye black. So what happens? So, the bottom of there is a white. We see that it's growing from the bottom. In other words, what happens is the whiteness reappears by the roots. So what do we see? We see that the, the new hair is coming from the base. So very clear proof that it comes from the base and not from the tip. So now that we conclude that way, it's up to Gemara. So now let's think it through. So what should come out now? If bandits would shave, not completely cut all the way all the hair, but leave a little bit. Since we're saying new hair comes from the base. So what would that mean? That if they shave him at the end, they shave him, he has none of his original hair left. The hair which was on him, Bishasim Zeros. If the bandits cut and leave a seven day growth, that then they, you shouldn't have any of the original colors hair left because new hair comes from the base and that 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 that, that the old hair which was colorish was the part that was cut so that's what should come out. But talk to Gemara now that we're concluding that way we see it a price and not that way. Allah Zanya says in a price. Nazir Shaguhu list and what happens? Mom found the price to discuss our case. And Nazir, the bandits are shaving him. They left on him hair that's long enough to bend the tip to the root. In other words, they left on him a seven day growth. He doesn't lose his days in his ears. He doesn't have to do anything. He just shaved right away. So again, that's what we said in Afkimino was. But if it's true, if it's true, the way we're concluding that hair grows from the bottom, we said empirically, look at the dying of the hair. We see hair comes from the bottom. Listen, they should forfeit. Because what they cut away, they cut away any hair which was on him in It's only the other way that he shouldn't forfeit. If, he, if, he, if new hair would come from the tip, and that's what they cut away, but they left the seven-day growth on it, then you could say, oh, the, the, the seven-day growth which was, which was on his head at the time of Kabbalah Sears became consecrated and that he could cut away. But we're saying that, that that's not the conclusion. The conclusion is that new hair comes from the base, which means they cut away all the new hair and he doesn't have 30-day growth. So why is it a good shaving? So the Gemara answers, and this brings together one other concept that we learned in Nazir. Remember, even Tumah, Tumah, which clearly causes you to lose all your count. You go back to day one. What happens if a person completes his term, you have 30 days, you complete your term, and then you become Tameh before you brought the Karbanas. Do you go back to day one then or not? So it's Machlokas, it's Anakama holds yes, Rabbanas, yes, Rabbanas has a new Shita. That once you completed the term, even though you were, you were waiting for the, for the, for the Karbanas and the process of shaving to wrap it up and conclude it, but once you finish the days that were necessary, you don't forfeit all your days, you don't go back to day one, you only have to wait a week. So that we could say is that's the case here by the shaving as well. The case is that they shaved him after he completed the term, but before the ritual was done. The most, the maximum that you lose after the completion of the term is by only seven days. Even by Tumah, it's like that. So about the by here, it's like that as well. But in Achanami, like the Rabbanon, that after the completion of the days, you would, by Tumah, you would go back. And by here also, we would say, We'd be nervous. Are you going to be shaving 30-day growth or are you shaving seven days hair worth that was holy? You have neither. You bad. It would be a problem. The Rabbanon, you would have to wait another 30 days. Or Rabbi Luz would agree, let's say this happened on day 29, then he would lose it all. He would go back to, he would need to start needing to count another 30 days of growth. But the case was specifically that it was shaved after the completion of the days but before the ritual was done. My time to Rabbi Luz, what is the reason that you don't, does not postpone more than seven days. I mean, still, when he shaves, it's not going to be a good shaving. What's the part? He derives this postponement of the head shaving because of, uh, because of the, because his hair got caught. By Nazar Tar, he learns it from the head shaving in the case of Tomah. Just as the head shaving in the case of Tomah is postponed for seven days, as we just mentioned. That's Rabbi Leezer Shita. 
that, that after the term is done, if he becomes tummy, only loses seven days, so too, the postponement here, because the hair got caught, after the term is complete, it's no more, it's not pushed off more than seven days. So the Gemara, now we just explained the rise. So we came to the Rabbana, no, because on Yom though, that every seven days, enough hair grows to bend the tip to the root. So in other words, even though we're saying that um, he doesn't forfeit any days, but the reality is we're going to wait seven days uh, so there should be at least a seven day growth. That's the that's the matter. And according to Rabbanon, they hold that a thirty day uh, where tumah occurs achamalos the tumah you go back to day one. So they would also say by hair cutting you could have the same amount of, of, of delay and you go back to day one because again new hair grows from the base it does not grow from the tip. So when the band is trimming down they're trimming away all the holy hair and uh, the hair that remains is the unconsecrated hair not good enough for shaving. All right now we finish up with what our Mishnah spoke about. Nazir shaves. The Mishnah said it doesn't make a difference what implement, what method of shaving he uses. It doesn't make a difference. Razor, scissors, picking the hair by hand, anything you're high. So Gemara, let's see other opinions about this. Just to know the pasuk, maybe look at the side of Gemara. You see the pasuk here. It says in the in the pasuk, "Call you neder, nizro all the days of the neder of his nizirus ta'ar lo yava a razor shouldn't pass over his head." Specifically, the Torah says a razor. Admos I have made until the completion of the days. I'll say Hashem. That he made himself an usher for Hashem continues the pasuk kadoshia, gado peras arojo. His hair should be holy. He should grow out the the locks of his hair. So we have two things that we're looking at: that the razor can't pass over his over, over his head, and the second part of the pasuk that it should be it should be holy when he grows out his hair. So the, so now we want to know: Are you chayav? Are you liable? Is there a losase for um for cutting your hair with means other than a razor? The Mishnah assumed you were chayav. So now we see in the Brisa other opinions here. Tanar Rabbanon says in the Brisa, Tar, it says a razor, I only know. It's also to remove the hair with a razor. I don't know, you plug it with a hand, you remove it. Maybe it's like you use some sort of, you know, one of those powders that remove your hair or something like that. Or you pick it with your hand. How do you know that you're liable? Tamil Lomar, from the end of the Pasuk. Kadosh Para, Sa'ar Rosho, the end of the Pasuk. So meaning Pashup Shad over here means. Yes, it's true that you haven't violated the law of Tavar Atar Liyava Rosho, but you still have the Isser essay. The essay said Kadoshiyagalapera that the, the Kedush of the Nazir, that his hair is holy, is that it should grow. So maybe you haven't violated a law of Tavar Liyava Rosho, but you've nullified that mitzvah, that essay of Kadoshiyagalapera. That's the words of Rabbi Yosher. Rabbinus and Amartar, in the Altar, only no reason. Mayor Tashu was a Koshu Pater. And Taka, everything else, you're not, it's not a problem. According to this opinion, it's not even an Isser essay, it's not a problem. According to Rabbi Yonason, what was he do with the end of the Pasuk? The end of the Pasuk indicates that there's at least a princess essay. So, it's just coming to say if she shaves with a razor, he's nullified not only the law, but also a positive mitzvah. So, according to these two opinions in the Brahisa, it seems like this is the Pashuprat. There's no law. There's no law for anything but a razor. Only Tavar, Lo Yavar, Rosh, and only law is for a Tav. According to the first Tana, there's an Isser essay where Rabbi Oshio says, with Kadosh Yehagalapara of other, other ways, other methods. Whereas according to Rabbi son, you don't even have an Isser essay at all. Now, what's fascinating is our Mishnah said there's a lot. So Pasha, you learn that there's three different understandings. There's three Tanam, but there's Machlokas and Mishnah, if that should be the conclusion, but that would seem to be that. There are three, three opinions. Someone who would use a scissor as opposed to a shaver, our Mishnah holds it's a lot. Rabbi Yehoshua seems to hold it's only an Isser essay. Rabbi Yehoshua seems to hold it's not, um, he's not over in the Isser essay either. Now, what would Rabbi Yenison hold, though, how it impacts the, the haircut at the end? Right, that's an interesting point. You, there's two deen in here. There's the sin of removing the hair during, and then there's another point. There's another factor. How are you going to shave at the end? 
So that might be true. You might you might lose some of the time. But specifically, what we're talking about is did he sin? That's the question. Says the Gemara. We have another price. I would only know razor. How do I know that he's considered it, that he's doing an avera? And now it sounds like we're going with the line of our Mishnah that it's a lav. How do I know it's a lav? Lo yavar al rosho. So we it's, we're expounding the words that even other methods are also. So even though it says tar, but Lamai said we say lo yavar al rosho. The tar is not the important point. If it would adjust the tar, the lashon lo yavar rosho means anything which would remove the hair. So wait a second. Then so why does the tar say tar? If we're going to say that the language lo yavar al rosho, nothing can pass over the head. If we're going to say that that language implies any method, even not razor. So why did the Torah specify a razor? Why specify the razor? The answer is, you know why? We want to know something else now. Not about the Avera, the sin the Nazar has during the time to cut his hair. Let's forget about that. That we've already concluded anything is a problem, says the Brisa. But what about the end concluding process? The ritual shaving. How do you shave? Could you use a scissors or can you only shave with a razor? The Torah doesn't indicate. The Torah just says, he removes the hair. Very good, he removes the hair. With what? I would say maybe anything. The Torah says, no. Maybe you're going to think to yourself, hey, Mitzorah. Mitzorah also has a concluding process, ritual, when he shaves all the hair. There he shaves all the hair of his body, not just the hair of his head. And there the Torah does say a shaver. So maybe you'll say, learn from Mitzorah to another. Just as a Mitzorah shaves the hair at the end, his ritual is with a razor, so to another. But you can't do that. It's impossible to learn from Mitzorah to the Gemara, the Amad Aleph. Because you can't learn from a Chamer area to a lenient area and create a Chamerah, right? Mitzorah is more chamer. He shaves the hair of his whole body. Nazar only shaves the hair of his head. So just because Mitzorah has a chumrah that he has to shave with a razor, you don't know that a Nazir has such a chumrah. So therefore, you wouldn't know. After all is said and done, you wouldn't know if the Nazir's concluding shaving of his head. That ritual, is it meant to be done specifically with a razor or not? We wouldn't know. The Tarot says, we use the word tar, which is written by the Isser, during the term, Tavar lo yavar rosho, and we say the word Tavar is extra, because lo yavar rosho, we're including any method of removing the air is a problem. So the, what's the emphasis on Tavar? The answer is the emphasis on Tavar is to tell us that in the end, at the end, by the concluding ritual, he should use a Tavar. So this seems in sync with our Mishnah. The Avera during the term of the Naziras is violated even without a razor. The Torah is indicating that you need a razor only for the end concluding ritual, that that's where the hair should be removed with that. Says, however, Rebbe, Rebbe differs. Rebbe, Omer, Enot, Sarach. It's not necessary to say that the word tar is extra to tell us that the head shaving at the end is done with a tar. The Pasuk says a razor shouldn't pass until the completion. What does it mean until the completion? It doesn't stop mean after the completion of the term he has a head tar. The Torah is telling us, It's saying at the end, and you're doing the ritual, you must then use the, use the shaver. Meaning, the razor, the way we understand the possibility is now no razor, but then you must use a razor. That's Rebbe's, Rebbe's drasha. So according to Rebbe, you don't need to say, oh, it said tar unnecessarily. It's like a main onion. You just read the Pasuk. But by the completion, you have to use a tar. Now, the language of Rebbe is you don't need it, but it sounds like he agrees that lo yavar is mashma, that any form you're over with. It's mashma, he agrees with that. So So if he agrees, lo yavar indicates any way of removing the hair, but etzim is true. So how could he say that tar might not be extra? What's it telling us? In other words, now we want to know, according to Rebbe, why did it say tar? We're saying, lo yavar arosho is mashma any method. It's mashma Rebbe agreed. He just said, ain't no but he agreed to the tar. Lo yavar arosho means the isra is on anything. And according to Rebbe, the lashon tar 
isn't, isn't telling us something about an Eno Inyan and telling us that it's there because the Lashon of Admelos is there. So what is the Lashon Tar using by its own context? What's the point of it? So the answer is Lava Lava Shnei Lava and you be Avram to Lava. In other words, if you shave with some, if, if you cut with another method, if you cut with another method, there's only one Lava, Lo Yavar. If you cut with a razor, there's two Lava. Tar, Vilo Yavar. So and you be, the Nafkamina is if you're warm before raising, before you do a razor, then you're going to be over on two lav and tar and loyav, then you'll be over on both. So we get to it ends up that both according to Rebbe and the Rabbanon, everybody agrees that the aver of loyav is, is transgressed even if you don't use a shaver during the term. The question is, if you do use a shaver, is it a second sin? That's according to Rebbe. According to Rabbanon, it's not a second sin. The Lushan Torah just said tar, it tells us at the end you need a tar. Rebbe already knew you need a tar at the end because the Lushan Ad Melos. Therefore, he said the Lashon Tar, but in its own context, it comes to tell me that there's a second sin. That, again, that's all the opinion of Rebbe and the Rabbana. Other rabbis say, Bechalam, this is not true. The only time you're over on a lav during the term is, term is when you shave with the Tar. There is no lav otherwise. Some opinions hold. There's not even an Esser Esser, as we saw, all three opinions.